How do I sound now? Sound okay? Did you ask Pop that question? Let's do it. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Okay, here we go. It is another edition of Hoops Adjacent on the Athletic MBA Show. David Aldrich here in D.C. in playoff barren D.C. with nothing going on. And our guest, John, uh, John knows about it <laughs> until recently, was a, mem- a charter member as well of the non-playoff team, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, but that, that's all changed now. Hey, man, I spent two years in the wasteland shut up. of desert just shut up. exile. Wanna, of just shut up. I don't know. Man, <laughs> shut up. I always just thought that the NBA season was over in April. And I, like, <laughs> exactly. I, had, I had a spring and summer off. It was a beautiful thing. Now I got to work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so most important question, John, where did you eat last night and, and what was it? What was the what was the uh, verdict on where you ate last night? So uh, there's a place called Arnold's Barbecue okay. um, that is kind of right over by the ballpark in Memphis. Gotcha. And it's it's kind of off of the beaten path as you got to go down this alley to get there. Yeah. Um, very cool little spot. Great brisket. All right. um, good mac and cheese. And. Yeah, we we did it up real. We did it up proper. What's the so. team called? The, is it the Sounds? Do I have that right? I, I think it is. It the Redbirds or, or something? Maybe, I think uh, it's. It I think it's because it's a Cardinals affiliate. Okay. So, okay. Um, I'm not it's sure. A beautiful uh, ballpark. It's beautiful. It's great. Yeah, really nice. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that yeah, whole. So we, we, hey, yeah, is Blue City still there? Blue City's still here. Yeah. Yep. Haven't I, I haven't stopped spot. there. I'll be back for Game Five, maybe if uh, if the Wolves don't sweep. So all right. So spot, the, the most the equally important question is if 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 your Wolves knock the knock the Grizzlies out, you're going to be angering people who wanted to come to Memphis for the second round and and get some barbecue. So you have to give us spots in Minneapolis we can come to for the hey, second round. We got you because. Uh, it, 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 sneakily, Minneapolis is a great food town. Hey, so you come is. on in, I, I we will uh, we'll get you there. Okay, bet, bet. a lot of great places. Yeah, low key, it's it's a really elite place to go. No, I will say th- I will say mm-hmm. this, and John, you know this, and I'm sure Marcus, you've experienced this as well. Back in the day, day um, when when the Grizzlies were really quite good with with the KG teams, Minneapolis is one of the most beautiful cities in the world in the spring. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's- I wouldn't know at all. We always got the winter trip. <laughs> it was always Minnesota, Chicago, right. Indiana, Detroit. Like. <laughs> just- I've always said, I've always said if the Wolves could have some playoffs and, and they have some playoff runs, they might have a little better time recruiting people who come to play because nice. you come here and it's, it is really yeah, nice. You nice sit in a patio pretty. somewhere. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Walk around. It's a, yeah, it's absolutely a good time. You know, the, that little six month winter we have, yeah, yeah. you know, that's the, you know, that's a little something. But but once we get past that, we're good. KG, so. KG, I actually still- liked it. Though. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Mark. I liked it. As a guy from Cali, you don't get to see it that much. Mm-hmm. You know, I liked it like the first day. <laughs> you know? yeah. But here's why I like. Here's why I really liked Minnesota because in Minneapolis downtown. They got the skywalks. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So when you wanted to stay out of it, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, of course. You don't, have, out to. Of it. You don't, you don't have, have to. You don't have to be outside. Out there. That's right. That's right. Yeah, That's I like right. that. That's mm-hmm. right. I used to that. love coming there in January, and KG would always say, so what brings you up to cold, cold soda, DA? <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> Yeah, that's a badge of honor. You make it up there that you, you get attention. Like, okay, you're real. You're real about this. I loved it up there. This is great, man. I'm, this is my, by far my favorite first-round series is Minnesota-Memphis. It's just everything you could possibly want. If you're trying to showcase the depth of the NBA, 
and the quality of the of the talent in the NBA and getting some shine to guys and teams that don't normally get them, you know. I, I just can't imagine you could have a more fun series than this one. Guys talking shit and just making ridiculous shots, and game one was a lot of fun. And, you know, and I think it's going to be like six or seven games of that. So, I mean, am I, am I off base on that, or what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I think I thought right away, even going into this series, even before the Wolves got game one, I thought this was going to be at least six games yeah. uh, in the series and probably seven. It really is like the Spider-Man meme. Like these are two young teams. <laughs> they wear their hearts on their sleeves. They like to talk trash. They're kind of like the the little brothers who have finally grown up and are big enough to swing with big bro now and are going to let you know about it. Um, and you know, they kind of can go at each other in different ways. It's like the, you know, the Grizzlies have their kind of high flying ground and pound thing. And then you have Edwards and, you know, step back in them to death. And uh, so it's, it's highly entertaining and you don't ever have to wonder what most of these guys are thinking. Like they will let you know it right away. And so um, from that aspect of it, it's, it's high It's high drama. It's uh, it's it's just a ton of fun, and Game One was was a good glimpse of that for sure. This is Minnesota is Memphis from last year. Yes, <laughs> right. Like this exactly. is the same, where you're looking. And they kind of sneak up on you, like man. And do you see them? Like you get to finally put the spotlight on them in the play-in, where it was like, hey, yo, this Memphis team is coming. <laughs> like you feel the same way about Minnesota, especially if you haven't been paying attention. Because if you've yeah. been watching the Timberwolves, first off, they're one of the Top league pass teams out. No question. Anthony Edwards no question. is the price of worth the price of vision by himself. But just the way they play and how crazy it is, you could tell you could tell in Minneapolis, like they feel something's coming. Mm-hmm. Like it's a great league pass team to watch. But if you've been watching since January, nobody, you nobody <laughs> wanted to see this team. You don't want to play the Timberwolves, right? Like you just you don't want to play them. And the crazy part about the Timberwolves, I think, you know, defensively is the question. But offensively, they have counters. Like, it could be a Cat game. It could be an Anthony Edwards game. You know who quietly played a great game and it wasn't even his usual type of game was D'Angelo Russell. Mm -hmm. He was under control. He moved the ball. You know he's got a 30-burger in him, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That that offensive repertoire is is pretty top shelf, ain't it? Like, the way they can kind of play different styles. Yeah, it, it for sure is. They can, and so they can adapt to what a team is throwing at them. If they're going to double cat in the post, okay, he's swinging and kicking it out, and then it's Edwards and Russell attacking. If they're going to load up on Edwards and make sure that he can't go off, well, then you have D'Lo, then you have Malik Beasley and Jaden McDaniels, then you have you know all these different kind of uh, tools in the toolbox to use to counter what they're going to throw at you. And you could feel it, guys, in game one because – you know, Memphis is one of the great road cities in the league in terms of like home court advantages and things. And they were all jacked up early, but as Anthony Edwards kept making step backs, as cat was doing his thing against Steven Adams, uh, the, the crowd started to get this hush over it. And it wasn't like, Oh no, I'm disappointed in our guys. They're a little rusty. Come on guys, get going. It was, Oh no. Like we got a lot on our hands here. Like this team from up North that most of us have never heard of and weren't paying much attention to, they can go. And so I do think that, you know, there's just a lot of that with this squad, with you know the high end talent that they have with some of the depth that they have and they're really well coached. So it's a, it's a tough matchup. 
I, I, I know we're going to talk about the superstars, Dia. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to them, but but let me tell you who we need to be paying attention to right now. McDaniel, preach, listen, <laughs> listen. preach. Jade McDaniel's <laughs> the way he defended. Like this is important because Vanderbilt is this the guy you throw on the guy, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Vanderbilt can't shoot. <laughs> That's right. So you sacrifice something when you put Vanderbilt on the guy. If Jaden McDaniels can be the guy on the guy, that's a game changer because he can shoot, right? Yes. He's young. Like, he's an offensive weapon. To me, that's the part where it was like, uh-oh, <laughs> you're in trouble. Because now if that guy gets going, now you can bring in Vanderbilt right, to kind right. of slow him down. I was like, uh-oh, don't don't sleep on Jaden McDaniels. Yeah, and and if you talk to Wolves people, they've said it all year long, like, they are obviously through the moon excited about Anthony Edwards and what he can bring and his future potential. But if you talk to people, they'll say to you and they've said it all season long, yo, Jaden McDaniels is going to be a really good player in this league for a very long time. He is long. He's almost six ten. He's got arms that go on for days. He can, he's already in a second year, lets the guy slip by him and then, and then gets him from behind with the long arms. And so you can never get away from him defensively. And then, like you said, Marcus, the, the key is, is that he's a two-way guy. Now he can knock down an open three, like he did in the corner in the fourth quarter, but he can also get to the basket a little bit. He's got a little wiggle to his game. And so they think him going forward over the next two to three years as he fills out his body. Uh, but already he's a plus plus defensive guy who can guard perimeter or can be in the paint with you if you need him. And um, the way that he knocks down shots and he's efficient that way, uh, they got a monster on their hands that way. And it's only going to get better. DA, who drafted him? <laughs> you did have to bring that up, did you? My bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, there's so many of those. <laughs> Man, so they, they remind me so much of Toronto. It's crazy with the length and the shot making. Mm-hmm. They, it's just that they have Carl Anthony Towns, and Toronto didn't have one of those. Mm-hmm. But everything else, and I, and I wonder, I know that, that you know it's kind of odd thing how the team was built because the guy that built it isn't there anymore but um how much of did they look at because you're you, the 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 assumption had always been well they're just going to be houston and shoot a, a ton of threes mm-hmm. and they do shoot a lot of threes but it's not prohibitive number of crazy threes right when they looked at roster building what were they thinking about what was kind of the default well so they i mean when when the predecessor, when Gerson Rosas came in, he had Carl Anthony Towns here. And so it was build around him and they wanted to get shooters around him and they needed someone who could go to the rim and blow it up because, because Towns is a great post player, but he likes to shoot threes. He has brought the drive much back into his game this year, year, but like they needed kind of a variety of attackers. And so when you add in, Anthony Edwards and his ability to get to the rim and then towns to be able to space the floor and open things up for him that way. There's just a really nice complimentary piece, but I do think that they did come in really wanting to be Houston North small, wanting to play really small. 
uh, around towns and shoot a bunch of threes and do it that way. And they have evolved over the last year plus to, you know, trying to get a little bit bigger, trying to get a little more physical and, and really trying to get to the paint. And then you also have, so Edwards and Russell are more mid range operators as well. Right. Right. And, and, and that is illegal in Houston. So, (laughs) um, so they're, they're, they're a little more versatile that way in terms of just like, Hey, these are the players we got. Let's play to their strengths and not force the square peg into the round hole. And it's worked. They do shoot a lot of threes. The, the Grizzlies are in a huge math problem because they don't shoot a lot of threes. So that's one thing in their advantage. But the way that the Wolves can also, if that three ball isn't falling, get to 18 feet and knock it down from there. Yeah. That's a big advantage for them right now. Yeah. I, I, I really like, and it's weird because again, the, Gerson isn't here and it's just odd, but, but everything that, that he kind of leaned into is kind of worked. I mean, he, Lord knows I didn't like the way they hired Chris Finch, but it sure looks like they hired the right guy, right. you know? So mm-hmm. um, it doesn't mean that Dave Vanderpool wouldn't have done a good job. I think he would have, but, but Finch has been really, really good to me since in the last year. Plus he's been terrific. Excellent. He's uh, he is one of the guys and you know, we've been around the league enough. You see how coaches operate and how coaches move, but he walks this really fine line of he has the gravitas and the authority and the, I think the respect of the players from a X's and O's standpoint so that he can hold them accountable when they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, because he has said, look, if you do what I'm asking you to do, you will succeed. And that has happened. So that's gained him a lot of credibility that way. Mm -hmm. But he also uh, at the same time, lets them be themselves. He doesn't, he's not ornery old guy watching these kids thump their chests and, and, and get mad at it. No, he, he embraces that part of him. He lets Pat Bev be Pat Bev. He, <laughs> he lets towns be towns. He lets aunt be aunt, like all of these things. And so they feel like he listens to them and hears them. But then when it's time, when they are not listening to him, he gets them back in line quickly. And he's got just a really good feel for the game and, 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 and the coaching aspect of it. But he also understands in this day and age, a coach is a political appointment. Like you have to, mold you know foster relationships you have to build bridges you have to do all of these things and he has done it you know in the locker room in the organization with ownership with all of these in this very chaotic time um he's been able to really stabilize things and he's he's been exactly what they needed so let, let's go back a little bit because 20 the 2020 draft has turned out to be like one of them flashpoints in the Minnesota like franchise. And it wasn't that easy of a choice. I mean, two of those three guys are looking like generational talents. And if you ask the Warriors, they believe Wiseman will still be one. But so how, how close what how close was Minnesota to possibly selecting somebody else or did Ant just win them over? I, I remember I remember people not knowing you know, whether what what was coming out was a smoke screen or was an actual thing. Like, how did that all play out? Because it, it looks like Anthony Edwards is exactly what they need. Yeah, 100%. And, and there was, there was a lot of debate. There was a lot of kind of going back and forth on all of the guys. I think um, 
So you know, they, they entered that draft process and, and really, you know, because you got to remember at the time, Anthony Edwards was being characterized as Wiggins light in terms of like, does he want it? Mm-hmm. Like, is he, is this important to yeah, him? Does he is love he, basketball? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Does he love basketball? Now we have since found out that is completely the opposite. He, he loves it so much and he's, and he's big into it. But at the time there were those concerns from people. So you had that, you had LaMelo who was doing all this stuff overseas, but how would it translate all that? And then you had Wiseman who was the big man who was really tantalizing that way. Who had played um, one so, game. Who had played one game. <laughs> yeah, had played one game. And so, you know, there were kind of some people around here were wondering, is he KG like, is it that or, or something? And, and, and so what do you, could you play him next to towns and all this stuff? So they went through all of that. Uh, once they got into the process, you know, kind of really immersed themselves, it really did kind of start to make the decision for that for them in terms of Wiseman kind of made it clear he didn't want to come to Minnesota and play behind cap. And so they weren't really, um, you know, entertaining that very much. Then in their kind of workouts and their interviews with LaMelo, he was much more distant. Yeah, in, yeah. See, that's what I heard. How he John, went through John, things. I heard yeah. he had a terrible interview with them. Yeah, and it was like really short answers, yeah, right. like really not engaged. And so again, they're like, "Man, maybe this guy doesn't want this," you know. And so what they all what they all thought, which I think is the right thing, is if you're going to come to Minnesota, this long suffering franchise, this cold weather, this all of the all of this kind of muck that's around it you need someone who wants it, who is going to embrace that KG always embraced it. Like he, he would never complain about any of the things that so many others do. And so Ant in their workouts and in their interviews with him, it became clear that he did, he was not afraid at all of coming to Minnesota of being the guy here. He was not afraid of any past failures and like organizational dysfunction or whatever it was. He's just like, hey, man, take me and you won't regret it. And he won them over with his charm, with his attitude, with his intelligence, with all of these things. And so it was probably, I don't know, maybe it was probably a couple of weeks before the draft that they really honed in on him as the main guy. Of course, I think they kept some smoke screens up going into the draft just to see what kind of trade things would come up and things like that. And they ended up not getting anything and they, they took ant and um, I'm telling you, man, he has the twin cities in the palm of his hand right now. He is, they love him to death. Uh, certainly after the Clipper game in game one, he is ascending to a higher plane. He can own this city going forward. You know, if he kind of continues to, to sustain you know, just everything, you know, the attitude, the play and all of that. Um, they're, they're incredibly happy that they took him and Lamelo's done great in Charlotte. And that's, a, that's an organization that needed a jump and he's given him that, but, but the wolves would not trade ant for Lamelo right now, straight up. That's just like, that's just where it is. Yeah. I, he's, he's been, and it's his lack of, uh, I guess, historical carrying that historical baggage it's it it could be it could go it could go the other way and this is always mm-hmm. about you're winning so everybody forgives a lot of things but i do think it's important that he's a guy that just is like i had nothing to do with all that stuff so that's right i'm not going to carry any of it i'm not going to own any of it because i had nothing to do with it um 
And it's just hard to pull that off, you know, like it really is and be credible. But he seems to be able to do that. He does. It, it, everything about him is genuine. So whatever is in his head comes out his mouth. There's no filter. He does not care about it. And he does it in a way that is so endearing yeah. and so kind of inspiring, I think, to everyone around him. And, you know, I, I wrote a piece about him earlier this year where, you know, it, it was just kind of called the audacity of ant. Like you have to have, he calls himself black Jesus. Like he, he names his dog ant junior. Like, like it, it, there are these things that he does that if someone else did them, it'd be like, what is this guy all about? But ant does it. And you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, and, and no one gets mad at him. No one thinks he's overstepping his bounds or anything. He's just so, likable and so magnetic and you needed someone like that to change the tenor of this franchise you need someone that is not going to uh take no for an answer that is not going to let all of the garbage that has swirled around this forever weigh them down it's happened to a lot of people Kevin love ricky rubio you know a lot of these guys have come and gone through here jimmy butler came in quick and said this ain't for me but like ant is like, nah, none of this bothers me. I'm good. And I am so good that we will eventually turn this thing around. When you, when, uh, when the trade was made, you know, to get D'Lo and Cat together, right. For Wiggins, you know, there was a period there was like, eh, is this going to, is this going <laughs> to work? Right. But you throw Ant in the mix and now it kind of changes things. What did that do for D'Lo? Uh, having Edwards there as essentially the primary or number two guy and kind of pushing him into more of a number three slash floor general type. Yeah. It's sort of like uh, it's on a different level, but it's like when Wiggins went to the warriors, right? So here in Minnesota, they needed him to be franchise guy. Mm. They needed him to be go-to scorer, um, you know, give it everything you got take over games. And that's just not Wiggins. So he goes to Golden State and he's down around number four in the pecking order and he fits right there. Like it works really well for him. Defensive minded, get some opportunistic hoops and stuff. And and that just makes him more comfortable with D'Lo. I think Marcus, like now that you have Ant here, um, it takes a lot of the defensive pressure away from him. And so he is more of an orchestrator this year and he has had his best passing year of his career he's been really really good just quarterbacking the offense just in game one for instance like D'Lo came out and 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 he usually gets a good long rest in the second quarter that's when Memphis made their move they they forced 13 11 turnovers in the quarter on Minnesota D'Lo comes in plays the the third quarter almost all the third quarter in the fourth they only have four turnovers in the second half and so he 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 is able to get people in spots and he's able to throw people open in the pick and roll very, very well. And I think that fits him. And then when everyone loads up on ant, then he's going to get clean looks at threes. He's going to get to that elbow jumper and he can drop 30 on you without a problem, but he doesn't go into every game thinking he needs to get that. And I think that helps him kind of just be more effective in general. It's it's so important to everybody move i think moving down in any in the nba is so important Mm -hmm. and that's why superstars are important because if you if you're in a role that's not that you're not capable of achieving 
it, it, it taints everything. But when you can move down, and frankly, I think the D-Low is a number three on a good team. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing that, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a but that's a good role for him. That works right. for him. So yeah. why would you not want that if you're a team? Like you want everybody to be in their right roles. That, it's that, better to be overqualified for your role yes, than underqualified. Yes, for it. exactly, exactly. And I think it's where where Anthony helps. I think Cat is in. Cat is not, and you know this better than I, John. But I don't think Cat is a guy that is all about, you know, the being the being the vocal number one. Maybe he wants right. to be the number one on the floor, but in terms of the press conference and all the stuff that the that the superstars have to do, they have to do. They have to take the hits when their team doesn't win. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Cat wants to do that. I think he's much rather have somebody else be in that role, and I'll just hoop. And I think that's, again, respectfully, number two is a good role for Cat. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think what I'll say on that, DA, is like Cat, from a media standpoint, is the most available and accountable of the group. So he does come out every night and he takes the bullets when it's going bad and he takes the flowers when it's going well. And so I do respect that. But, but I think your, your point is correct in another way in that he has lost here for so long that he understands he needs help to get to where he wants to go. Um, If you look at his teammates for most of his career other than the Jimmy Butler year, he's never had a, a, a teammate that made an all-star team the year before other than Jimmy Butler. And so he has not been surrounded by enough talent. And so now that he is surrounded by more talent, he is very much interested in sharing that spotlight. He is not here for the it's ants team. It's cats team kind of stuff. Like he's not going to get caught up in that because he has been through the other thing. So where, you know, I think um, where earlier in his career and when Jimmy came in and it was oil and water and there was a lot of budding heads here with Edwards and to Delo with Delo to an extent, he is much more willing and able to say, I don't care whose team this is. We need each other to win games. And as long as we start winning, that's what's going to help my image and my standing in this league more yeah. than anything else right now. DA, what are we going to do in the league where the Minnesota front office makes the right moves? <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do? Oh, with no, Sachin's my guy. I like Sachin well. a lot. I hope, I hope they continue to make good moves because Sachin seems like a, a no, really I'm good just saying, guy. Like, this is, I know it's weird. There's a generation that doesn't <laughs> know this. You know it's what a I'm bizarre saying? world. Yeah. I know. Yeah. There are kids that are 18 years old that have had one playoff game at home, two playoff games at home. Like, There's a whole generation yeah. that don't understand this. They're like, I, yep. I'm so glad you were on today, John, because I was angry when I this morning because I'm tired of, of, of this hot take world we're in where you can't possibly have a nuanced opinion about anything. And so, I, but I did want, and this is what I wanted to ask you about. Um, when they won the play-on game and they beat the Clippers and they got mm-hmm. in, they had they they celebrated crazily and jumped on tables and took and Pat Bev took his shirt off and they <laughs> and I loved it. I thought it was great. I also thought it was funny as hell when Inside clowned him. I just thought that yeah. was funny, and I thought that that's what they should be doing. They should make fun <laughs> of them for overreacting to essentially 
not doing anything other than getting into the playoffs. You know, like it's not like it's not like they were in the playoffs and won a game. They just won a game that got them into the playoffs. You know, yeah. why can't we enjoy? Why couldn't we have both? Why can't I have enjoy both of those days? You know what I mean? Like, I thought it was I think great. You can, yeah, yeah. I think you can, and I will say, like, I I, I saw the inside thing, and I thought that was much more playful. Like yeah. that was, hey, we're just having fun with this. This is kind of silly. Never mind. Let, let, let me just really quick aside. It's funny how TNT builds this whole night of production around these games. And this is a big deal. And then, oh, no, you, you, this is not a big deal. Right. You, you, you silly guys. Like you're acting like this is a big deal. Meanwhile, we're going to Kenny, Charles and Shaq right. for, for the breaking down this big deal. And they're saying it's not a big deal. But I digress. The 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 tone of that was very inside the NBA, very playful poking fun a little bit. And oh, by the way, I think Charles and Shaq both picked the Wolves to beat Memphis yeah. in that in series, in that thing. So I think that uh, I didn't have really any much of an issue with that at all. Um, there were other outlets. There were other um, networks that were, it felt like a little more sneering, mm. a little more yeah. like that. And that is where it was like, okay, what are we doing here? Like the sports are supposed to be fun. You can't act like you've been there before. If you've never, exactly. been, there never been there before, Dude, that's exactly. the point. It's like, yeah. that's so, why it's great. So when, exactly. when, when the wizards played Boston in 2017 in the conference semifinals and, and John wall hits a three in an elimination, they're going to go home in two seconds. If he doesn't make this three, he hits a three to win game six to force a game seven and jumps on the table and takes his shirt mm -hmm. off and the crowd goes, mm -hmm. And there were people who said, oh, exactly. Act like you've been there before. And I'm like, he's never been in a never, game seven before. <laughs> they have never. This is, that game, this this is, is game seven. He just got it, them it, to game seven. It's insane. And that's and I do think like that is where people I, I don't blame them. They have not been paying attention to the Timberwolves. They don't know the history. They that's don't right. know that. They've had one playoff series in in 17 years. They don't know that they had they fired Gerson Rosas for salacious reasons right before. They didn't know that they went through the you know the whole Jimmy Butler thing and him and Tibbs basically burning the whole place down on their way out. They th this team has been overlooked and disrespected for years and years, and mostly rightfully so because yeah. they've been so dysfunctional. That's right. And so to have this moment was big and and pat bev was kind of the driver of it because they were playing the clippers right and so <laughs> right and so there was that kind of yeah. the thing and so i i just people were not paying attention to the wolves and their history and i don't blame them for that but the the biggest issue i took and jj reddick said the same thing was a lot of times what we hear these days are these players don't care Right. Mm -hmm. So regular season, they don't care. They're in for the paycheck. It doesn't matter to them. Well, here was a case of these guys really, really caring yeah. Yeah. about something. And we're going to call them out for that. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. you know, that's it. like that, that those were the, but yes, in general, um, the, the inside guys had a little fun and that was, and that was it. Uh, the, so there were some others though, that were much more, you know, yeah. 
wagging their finger, and I thought that was probably crossing. Man, the line. If the Kings ever get good, they could. Oh, what, you know what I'm saying? What's like, gonna happen they, if the Kings? Yeah. Man. They could have pagan sacrifices, and I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. Right. The, yes, the Vegas is gonna have a parade if they make the playoffs. Like, yeah. just to play in, just get to the plane, you know and saying? I will say, and I will fly there for it. Absolutely, I will fly there for oh, it, and, and take delighted it in. for them. I'll be so I mean, happy for them. And look, it was yeah. it was over the top, but that's the point. Right? Exactly. I've been there. Like, listen, Run TMC are legends in the Bay Area, and they made they won one playoff series. Like, Mm -hmm. that's right. This is what you do when winning is just not part of your culture right now. The Wolves have won one playoff series in thirty years. One, or they've been out of the first round one time in thirty in thirty some years. Like, that's what it is. Absolutely. Like, that's 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 to me. That's part of it, right? Like, yes, yes, it's funny. It's funny. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, hey, look at Pat Patrick Beverly is really crying. Like that's right. It's yeah. wild to watch. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. But it's also like, hey, yeah, do do it all. I do yes. do it all. And here's yes. what I here's what I like about the Timberwolves. Same thing with Memphis too. And this this new generation of athletes, like they don't care, bro. And you know what? <laughs> they are going, they are willing to put themselves out there with the possibility of getting embarrassed. In a generation where they know anything become, can become this social media meme, right? Like right. the the ridicule now is global, right? right it's not right, just right, like right. a little That's local. Right. So, and they're still willing to put themselves out there, like, yo, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm gonna talk this. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna put myself out here. I'm a, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna talk my trash. I'm gonna be over overly excited about small things, like you know all this stuff. I'm gonna watch Westbrook airball a free throw, absolutely. And then, a, a I'm gonna yeah, exactly. look for it, yeah, and yeah. And, and all it does, like especially like if you're Minnesota, or you're Memphis, right? Now mm-hmm. Memphis can't lose this series after mm-hmm. all the trash they talk, but they knew that when they were talking to trash. Minnesota, absolutely. you gotta take the playoffs incredibly serious That's if right. you were that hyped to get there. Like to mm-hmm. me, I respect the fact that they're like, yeah, man, this is who I am. And you can laugh. I don't care because I ain't worried about that. And they right. really aren't worried about it, which is a, its own, you know, beauty all itself. They really are not worried about it at all. And I do feel like they're these are both franchises that know that to get people's attention, to let people know that they are here now, you got to grab them by the shirt collar and shake them and be like, hey, we are here now. Pay attention to us. I don't want to hear any more about the Lakers on ESPN. Like, pay attention to us. Yeah. Like, this is yeah. what it is. And so uh, there is a chip on their shoulders. Like, we are in Memphis. We're in Minneapolis. Uh, people are, are flying right over us on the way to the coast. Uh, and we're not going to let you do that anymore. We are going to play loud. And we'll suffer the consequences later if we do it. They got ground to to air missiles. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They are firing everything they got. You know what I love DA? Like, so the warriors are like, you know, playing Denver and they're going off and Ja, who will possibly have to face the Warriors in the playoffs is on social. Like, yo, (laughs) Steph and KD going off, right? Like, (laughs) like, right. Man, they're all in. Yeah. yeah. They are all in on all of it. No like question. to me, that's 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 I love it, man. They're like, yeah, mm-hmm. we're gonna talk that talk, but when you great, but we're gonna say oh, you're great too. Dude, like, I yeah. can't wait for the next round. No matter who it is, out if it's Minnesota, great. If it's Memphis, great. Playing playing the Warriors, I think we all agree mm-hmm. it's gonna be the Warriors. Um, that's gonna be 
ridiculously one, fun. Right? The, yeah. the Wiggins, the, we either get Steph versus Ja or right. the Wiggins revenge. Right. Oh yeah. my god, it's gonna be That's great. Gonna be great. I can't wait. Speaking of which, uh, John, ja, are, are you going to be all right uh, for game three and four? Like, a, I mean, <laughs> dude, what do you wear? Do you wear a vest into the building? Like, <laughs> it's it's going to be nuts. <laughs> it's going to be buck wild in there. I'm telling you, like, the Clipper game was insane. Yeah. Um, and just that they already got one, no matter what happens tonight in game two. I'm telling you, like, this, this fan base has been waiting for a reason for 15 years and they have now jumped fully onto the bandwagon and that place in game three is going to be coming apart at the seams. And so I will be soaking that up because as a, an ardent NBA follower forever and ever, I was always told that no one cares about it here. No one, you know, this is Minnesota. This is a hockey state. Nah, nah it's a basketball state as much as it is a hockey state and people are going to see that, you know, in game three, game four. I mean, it is going to be absolutely bananas. And the coolest thing about that is that Anthony Edwards just that's like lightning right down his spine. And, and he responds to that kind of environment in a, in a different way, man, when, when they're playing, you know, Sacramento on a Tuesday night in January and it's quiet in there, you can see him kind of, go through the motions, but when it's crackling, man, he brings it and it's, oh, it's yeah, fun. He already writing that fire. <laughs> hey, it's already up here, man. It is already up here. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, I'm I... Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for summer and warmer days. I know I'm looking outside right now. Sun's out. Birds are chirping. It's time to start getting outside. Uh, I know that I like to get outside and play basketball with my kids and Honestly, I need to get into a fitness routine in order to keep up with these guys. And Peloton is there for me. Peloton's varying class links were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout, whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. Peloton's classes were made to challenge you. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you're already excelling in. Peloton's program and instruction push you to be your best. Their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run indoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I'm, I'm so happy for, for cities like Minneapolis and franchises like that that have suffered so long, because I believe me, if I've covered one here that mm. is still in the throes of that, and when they get good again, if they ever get good again, you know, it's going to be crazy here. Oh, mm-hmm. I meant is, um, I hate to ask this, because I never like asking about people when I don't know if they're still with us or not, or what this is. Mm. The guy that used to the guy that used to sit on the other side with the suit and the program. I thought, I thought about him last week. I was, was I thought the exact same still thing, D.A. around? He, so, <laughs> Yeah, his name is Bill Bisey. Um, he has not, he's not a fixture at 
the uh, games anymore, and he's certainly not suited up and, and waving the program. Um, I wrote he's about this at the athletic. Anymore, I, like, I wrote about this man. at the athletic a couple of years ago, and so I can tell this story publicly. But he, uh, when the stock market crashed in 08, uh, he went on Ooh. some hard times. Okay, gotcha. uh, he has since sort of rebuilt himself yeah. again, but. Um, he also got a little sideways with the organization when they traded KG. KG was his guy. Yeah, yeah, sure. He was a loyalist there. And then they, they plunged into irrelevance. And so he kind of checked out. But he uh, was at the game against the Clippers. He will be in the building good. game three and four. So it's going to be a cool thing. They're trying to get I think they're trying to, to get a couple of other, you know, famous former people who have who have sat courtside and we've seen. Um, trying to get them to show up as well. Uh, so yeah, they're going to try and, you know, kind of harken back to the, to the glory days as much as there were here yeah. and get some of those people back, but he'll be in the building again. And, so, and will any of this thaw out the relationship with KG, you think any of this? Well, I, I don't think that the winning is, yeah. is ever been a thing. It's been a Glenn Taylor thing. Yeah. And yeah. so gotcha. I do know that Alex Rodriguez and Mark Laurie, the new guys are really trying to build that bridge back up. And I, maybe there's been a little bit of, progress but i i still just think that there there are so many hurt feelings yeah. and whatever yeah. that it's gonna they're gonna have to glenn is gonna have to fully sell and 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 move move on out before i think kg entertains anything else yeah. than that yeah no. do not let kg walk in that building for a playoff oh, no. game Can you i'm telling you, Can you not, do not let kg oh, oh do not I, let like, kg walk into that building for a playoff i would game. stand up and walk right out and just be like there is no topic <laughs> right. like, like this is this i ain't even watching the game right. i'm just gonna watch this little thing and then i'm leaving Dude, like this it would be fantastic come on that would be oh. that would be so great if that could happen yes you know because yes. he look like you said he repped it man he did not mm -hmm. he didn't have a foot out the door he mm -hmm. sat there for 13 years and said no nah, i'm here this is my my team this is my franchise and mm -hmm. i just want that to be i want that circle to be closed just like i want yes i was glad to see him and ray allen kind of sort yes. of make up you know like mm -hmm. i want to see that with him in the wolves because he should be there he should be there do they have a thing where they're pregame, like they ring a bell or something crazy like other teams do? Like, Yeah, they don't they don't have that or they don't have like the shoot and the free throw with Houston yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, but I, if if KG was coming back, they'd figure they'd something figure out something. that way. <laughs> exactly. like, yeah, they would manufacture something for him to oh do. Oh, my God. At, like and just, just make you know, it a surprise like, wave the chalk, throw the chalk yeah, up in the air the chalk yeah. yeah that would be yeah, great throw the that chalk up in the air and 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 then walk off like that would be oh, that'd man. be insane that for sure great. that would be great yeah. john man thank you man this has been fantastic i love hey. i love talking about different stuff good teams yes but just entertaining teams and i'm happy for the people in minnesota because they have oh man i went back Cause I was looking up something else and I got down this rabbit hole of Vikings playoff losses. And I was like, Oh, oh yeah. my God, yeah. they've lost. No. They have, this, this, no. The games, the way they've lost playoff games. Just yeah. Don't, like, don't even do it to oh. the folks here now. They're, they're excited. <laughs> These Timberwolves fans are That's happy right now. So they all have, it's just PTSD. And now you're bringing all these Vikings yeah, right? punches. Because it is, uh, oh, it's bad. Like, it, it, it's torture. Like, these guys, these fans have all been through so much. Right? And, and the so Vikings have done a lot to it. Yeah, yeah no, so. so I'm happy for Minnesota, man. <laughs> good, good luck to you. Enjoy the barbecue down there. Uh, and uh, check out the John Krasinski podcast. The theme music is fantastic, by the way. What is that? I do, we do, do a little Jayhawks, little stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's very Having good. fun. Very good. Appreciate hey, man, it. Be, yeah, well, thanks, guys. Safe.
Be safe, yeah. man. That Minnesota crowd gonna be crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't don't come in there with your little church shoes. Go on something with some souls. You can get hey. them out of there if you need to. Hey, I've been here 17 you know years. I'm in the fabric, man. They ain't messing. Are you good? They, they, they ain't messing they with me. They just go around with us. They just go around, JK. That's right. I've been here too long, so, oh, so I'm, I'm good to go. But I appreciate man. it, fellas. You know I love you yeah, both. Exactly. So thanks for having Enjoy me. Enjoy the run, man. And, and have fun with it. And uh, you're the best, man. Appreciate it. All right, appreciate man. It. All right. Thank you for listening to this fine, fine American podcast. Y'all need to leave that five-star review on Google, on Spotify, on Apple, iTunes, wherever you're listening to it. Marcus, if it's less than five stars, what do them folks need to do? Keep it to yourself, you haters. Mark's had the nerve to say that it's a game day for him. And I'm like, you aren't.